Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on Black Canvas. I'm just so excited to have our next guest here. And this is actually our first guest for season nine. So for many of you guys, y'all have been supporting me and being a part of this process. And I'm very glad to have Mr. Tyson Knight here as a guest on the show. He is a pop urban artist. He is most popularly known for his street art based on Buddhist teaching and pop art sense. He's been inspired by many famous street artists in the game. He is in, has an art style that reflects the style of fine art, like Mr. Pablo Picasso and pop artist Andy Warhol. Tyson was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and grew up in New Jersey, where he finished high school. He decided to skip the idea of going to college and obtain his barber's license instead and worked with some of the region's top athletes. He moved to California to pursue his passions in the arts and currently resides in Palm Springs, California. As a teenager, Tyson communicated his artwork, graffiti on walls and vacant buildings, and he was hugely inspired by Andy Warhol. From an early age, Knight got hands-on drawing cartoons and airbrushing them on jeans for $25, and he also created business logos. Tyson's documentary, The Art of, of Hustle, street art documentary, was a success that motivated him to become a regular gallery contributor from being a street artist, and it won the Best Feature Film Award in 2018 at the Oregon Documentary Film Festival. The production of the documentary, The Art of Hustle, began in October of 2016. Tyson worked 60 hours, you guys, a week at a barber shop. And when he got days off on Sundays and Mondays, he filmed the documentary for nine months straight. Knight directed the documentary to deliver the inspirational story about all the endeavors and dedication required to achieve goals and dreams and also shed a positive light on street art and graffiti. Knight was responsible for a project, Street Bench Art Pilot, which was conceived by the Palm Springs Public Art Commission and the City Council Downtown Subcommittee and also Main Street Palm Springs, which involved decorating the benches throughout downtown Palm Springs. He created a series of benches with the theme, urban, desert, palm, and icons. And Knight launched his latest collection of paintings and drawings on October 23rd, 2019. And that was at www.robertjamesgallery.com. The works are part of his new masterpiece mashup series where he reimagines paintings from artists such as Pablo Picasso, Leonardo da Vinci, and Grant Wood. The collection debuted, you guys, in NYC Times Square in the last quarter of 2019. Knight has worked with organizations such as Habitat for Humanity to build homes for the less fortunate. He has also been involved in activities like preparing meals alongside Midnight Mission for the Homeless and mentoring young troubled kids to pursue art at no cost. Knight partnered with the Palm Springs Unified School District and the BAM, which is the Boys Art Mentorship Program in California and utilized his brand of street art to inspire and mentor at-risk youth. Doing this mentorship program, Tyson engaged students with an interactive program and taught them how to express themselves artistically, which has in return seen a dropout rate of men of color and these programs reduce. He's won, as I mentioned, awards as for his best film, 
He's also been a, a won the Best Director Award in 2019 at the Marina Del Rey Film Festival for a second film, The Art of Hustle, Homeless Street Artist Documentary. He's won a Spotlight Award at Red Dot Miami and many other countless awards that he's received. And the one that really stood out to me, you guys, is that he received the, the Exceptional Community Leader Award in 2020. And I just think that's amazing for him to be able to give his service to so many people and to be a part of this show today. So we thank Mr. Tyson Knight for being our first guest of season nine of Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, man. I, uh, what, a, what an amazing um, introduction. I appreciate that. That's one of the best ones I've, I've had in a while. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for that. Oh, any... <laughs> So I have some questions I came up for this show and I was like, hey, this might be some fun questions we can ask you. So if you're ready, let me know and I can kind of go straight into them. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so the first one I have is, what has been one of the biggest challenges that you faced thus far in your career? And can you tell us why has it been a challenge? Well, I'll say my biggest challenge is just really myself. Um, just, um, you know, believing in my creativity, my artwork, right, and 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 forging forward with it, um, because you know it's so many different genres of art, right? You got abstract, you got pop, you got fine art. So it's all these different, um, you know, genres of art. So basically, where I live at in Palm Springs, California, um, the art here that's you know it's the most prominent is like the mountain scenes and fine art. So I I came into um, the city as you know, I'll say a disruptor, like I brought something new and fresh and different. So it was very, it, the, the most difficult part for me was to say, you know what, you can do this here. You don't have to go to LA to do this. You can do this here. Um, just, just, just be confident in your art. It'll find its audience. So to me, that was the biggest challenge. It's really believing in myself and really understanding, having the faith that uh, my would, you know, get traction. And I was able to you know, create history here in Palm Springs and uh, be one of the first uh, street artists and, and uh, pop artists to actually do some major projects um, with the city. So that's, that was incredible. So yeah, just believing in yourself, man, and, and knowing that what you're doing is going to manifest and it is going to work. That's, that was the biggest hurdle. I think, you know, people are very talented, um, but I think um, just that self-belief, man, and, and, and bringing it from, from the inside of you and putting it out in the world, I think is, um, one of my most difficult challenges that I face. Yeah. I think you answered that perfectly, Tyson. And I, I want to kind of talk briefly about like different versions of art. Like you said, like still life is one version. We have nature mm -hmm. can be another version of art. Um, I think that it's amazing to start to see different versions of it that is being shown like abstract expressionism, I believe is one, mm -hmm. am I correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Absolutely. I took an you art class one time. It was <laughs> time in college. You know yourself, brother. <laughs> and I made an A in that class. So I was like, all right, I got some of it still. <laughs> That's beautiful. So so basically there's a there's an artist, a hidden artist in you somewhere. You can pull out at some point. <laughs> well, maybe that's where the black canvas came from. I don't know. There we'll we see. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, as I kind of mentioned to Tyson earlier, guys, I'm a counselor by trade, but, you know, comedian might be my second call and we, you never know. We might see. Man of many talents, you know, that's uh, that's a great thing, man. 
Well, well, you're great as well, Tyson. I want to go to my next question. It says um, that I wrote this one, you guys. What is one tool that you carry in your toolbox, no matter what project that you're working on? So something that you keep with you that you are able to kind of manifest that in different ways as you do your assignments. I like to call it, you know, your street art, your work. I keep a, um, a black paint marker. Um, and the reason I keep that black paint marker with me is because, I mean, you know, black contrasts with anything, right? So if you know, I, I, obviously I wouldn't do, you know, do any graffiti on the walls now. Now I get paid to do commissions, um, but um, black can contrast with anything. So, and I, I just feel a, a level of comfort uh, having that black marker with me because it represents when I was a child and I used to be in coloring books and and the way I was able to really coordinate my 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 hand and eye coordination, I would I was able to really draw within the lines with my crayons and the coloring books. So that black outline gives me a certain amount of comfort, like a nostalgia from my childhood. So um, I will always keep that because I know if I have that black paint marker, I can go anywhere and create thing and, and and start a sketch or. A design and then I can come back and you know add something to it so that's just a comfort thing like it was even tough for me sometimes to um I feel more comfortable with a paint marker in my hand because of my chocolate crayon drawings more than I do with a paintbrush but I'm better with a paintbrush <laughs> so it's like this weird space you know um but yeah you know that it's just something from that I feel comfort you know um having that black uh, paint mark with me and if I don't have one with me right I'll make sure I can go find me a black sharpie or something <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? And, and so type alternative you know so yeah that's how I feel comfortable. I think every artist has their their thing that like their comfort level you know I know some artists that carry you know spray paint cans some carry uh sketch pencils and uh, a sketch pad you know um you know, it's all certain things that, you know, um, and sketch pads can be really small too. Like, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a, one of those things I used to pull the notes, like a sticky notes. They have them that small, like people doodle that small. So it's a, it's, it, it's, it's uh, different for each artist. Um, so each artist is very quirky. So me, it's the black paint marker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Acrylic. Oh, I, I love that you specify. I was going to ask you one of the specific kinds. So I'm glad you were able to kind yeah. of tell me that. That's cool. Yeah. So it acts like a, um, um, it has a pump action, has like, um, um, you can change out the tips on it. You can actually refill them. So it's actually acrylic paint um, just in a uh, paint marker. So a paint marker kind of like, okay, give for example, right? So say you have a, a jumbo Sharpie, right? Now imagine you could take the tip off that jumbo Sharpie and pour more ink into it and put that tip back on that's a paint marker so it's pump action so that's the difference with it with it with it with a uh, sharpie and, and a paint marker you can fill it with more paint and it's acrylic paint oh i like that that's really cool well as a counselor the pen i like to keep with me is a g2 pilot pen that's my favorite pen to use nice and sounds fancy <laughs> It's very fancy, but I'm like, man, I run out of them so fast because I write really hard. So I'm like, well, I'm going to have to kind of be a little nicer with this pen, but I love pilot pens. Those are my favorites for sure. But I think that's a great thing as an artist, like you said, to have something that is not only brings you back to that nostalgia as a kid and things you experienced, you know, when you first started to have that passion for drawing. And now it's, of course, become more of a global sensation, the way that you're able to kind of present things and people are able to pay you you know, adequately for your service. But I think it just shows people, especially mm -hmm. when we have goals and we have things that we want for ourselves, 
that sometimes even our own mind is the thing that can hold us back. But if we believe in ourselves and you also know your worth, I always tell people to know what you're worth and not to settle for anything less than what you're yeah. worth. And then you're able to not only create a great, you know, either painting or picture or mural for someone, but mm-hmm. then it reminds yeah. you of, man, look at all the hard work I've put into this career and look at where I am now. Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, it's, um, it's, that's, I think that's one of the hardest, you know, um, uh, stumbling blocks, mental stumbling blocks to get over is that, um, that, that high self-belief, right. And, and taking that belief and actually uh, adding value to your life and, and to the life of others. I think that's when you're going to get rewarded the most. Um, and I think that's when, you know, you start to walk in that purpose. So yeah, man, you, you said that perfectly. <laughs> so y'all what, what Tyson is saying is he needs a hype man and I'm gonna take that job so I, you know <laughs> I can walk around and say his bio everywhere I go everyone's like oh good I'm yeah gonna, yeah I, I can I, I can only pay you minimum wage and, and no medical <laughs> minimum wage now wait a minute <laughs> I love that that's really yeah, cool yeah you know just playing man Joking. I'm about to pull around and you know better have my money. But anyway, <laughs> well, Tyson, I have a fun question for you. Speaking of money, I want to talk about mm-hmm. budgeting because I feel like this might be really cool for people mm-hmm. to understand. So let's if you had 10 times the budget that you have now, what would you invest your money in related to your career? Um, you know, I'll invest my money in um, galleries, but more so um, co-op galleries where um, I can, you know, take, you know, kids off the street or people, less fortunate people um, that, you know, necessarily wouldn't, you know, have the tools to be into the art and open up these programs for them, man, and just put these in different, um, I, I would, what I would do is I would do some market research and see which areas of the country are in need of these and which underserved areas, right? And I'll put these um, facilities there. And I'll, now once a month, I'll go around each, at least do an appearance at one place, you know, um, at least once. Um, in a couple of months or so, and um, just you know, have a co-op space where they can just come in and, and, and just paint and 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 not worry about um, expenditures and 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 worrying about getting canvases and things of that nature. I would get uh, different uh, companies that I I know to sponsor, and I'm just build something really really cool, man, for the community. Um, that's what I would do, uh, you know, and that would help bring other artists into the world and just you know they can pay that forward. So that's what I would do. I love that. I think it's a really great concept. Now I have a title I want to give you so you can copyright this and take it for yourself. <laughs> okay. But I think if you call it like night on time and use your last name, I think that'd be like really cool. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm going to have to get your finder's feet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I love talking about money because I feel like we forget about the importance of investing in yourself, but also investing in certain, mm-hmm. you know, companies that can be very beneficial. And I feel yeah. like people forget that because we're so used to um, seeing people just spend money instead of investing. And I always like to tell my clients, like I tell family and yeah. friends, that it's not about um, spending time, it's about investing time. And so we have to know what we're putting right. it into. And then also, what is the benefit that we're going to receive at the end of the investment? Um, but if it's a Roth IRA or if it's a hedge fund or whatever you want to call it, you know, we have to kind of mm-hmm. know why we're doing it. I always say there's a why and then there's also a what. Um, and we have to kind of know what we're putting it in and why we're doing it and what we want to expect from it at mm-hmm. the end as well. 
Absolutely. I agree percent. Um, we definitely, we definitely uh, need to invest properly and invest and invest wisely into different things. Right. Um, you know, that's something I, you know, personally, I have investments and in things that I'm invested in, but then outside of that, because I, I feel as though like, um, when you're put in a blessed situation, like I don't take it for granted that um, I was blessed with this amazing art career, right? That's not something that's just given out. So I understand that and I'm, and I'm very thankful um, and appreciative of that. So I have, I, I feel as though in my life, I feel um, that I'm in my purpose. So I think anything outside of, you know, my my living, you know, have a home, have a, have a vehicle, anything out of that is a luxury from that point, right? So I think um, I'll be okay on my personal side. So I think my main objective is to invest in people in the community, you know, because I think even when I'm not here anymore, right? Like that money will go to family members of mine or what have you, right? But that won't necessarily touch the people, but I invest in the people. That's that, that charge of energy lasts for generations and generations and generations. I think that's probably the, most important investment I probably can do in my whole lifetime is leave a legacy of, uh, you know, uh, inspiration and, and, and changing lives. Right. And, and then that person say, Hey, I went to Tyson Knight's program and then I was able to do this and help somebody else. So I think that's the real reward in life is um, sharing um, your value and sharing your gifts, man. And, and, and just putting that charge of energy out there and just paying it forward. So, yeah. I love to hear that Tyson. I yeah. think you've already met and we've, when I read in your bio, as far as the, the places you have volunteered, the lives that you've done a lot of mentorship in, especially with people of color, I feel like this is important to see someone like you who is not only succeeding, but who is being consistent. I feel like that's one thing that I don't care for. And that's a big pet peeve of mine when someone just puts their name on something or to something and they don't actually do the groundwork. Like, I feel like when you're actually sitting with someone and you're, mm -hmm. you're being able to understand their story and allowing people to share with you their challenges. And then you actually make the, the effort, the assertive effort to, to continue to, to show people, Hey, you know what? I have a, a past. We all do, but I'm doing legacy work now. And it's not so that I can gain something from this, you know, monetarily or for someone to acknowledge it, but it's a great thing for you to be able to acknowledge it within yourself. Hey, this is someone who really cared about me and showed that he not only wants to see me succeed, but he's doing it out the kindness of his heart. And I feel like we need to see more altruistic things happening in the world. We don't see it as often as we should, but the good thing is, is like you who are putting your name out there and putting your, your face to the name and your body to the position, it really helps people to connect and get to know who Tyson really is. Wow. I you know that's, that's, a, that's a, that's an amazing thing there, man. I appreciate that. That's, that's uh yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> That's dope. Like that. So speaking of heavy and dope, I, I have a really fun question for you. So if you were going to write a book about your life, what would you name the book? And what do you feel the premise of the book would be about? So if you could actually choose like a genre. You know, it probably just would be the autobiography of Tyson Knight. Um, I'll say I would call it the autobiography of Tyson Knight. Um, life, life imitating art or art imitating life, right? And I think I wouldn't focus on um, more of my artistic abilities. I would focus on my journey of getting to a place where all those life challenges and, and the mistakes and the, the, the wins and the losses, um, the missteps um, and all those things, right? 
created a mindset of an individual who I am, which entail made the art what it is. And now that that and that, and that all that I my, my life's journey gave me the purpose and the appreciation. Now you add the art onto it, then that's the ultimate purpose. So I would leave the art like as the the last of the last few chapters because I mean it's easy for people to say, oh, he's just a successful artist, right? And then people miss the message. Right. Because we can look at people like successful people and people don't really understand their backstory because in media, they don't really dive into people's backstory unless it's some type of scandal or something to, you know, um, sensationalize. Right. So I would tell people my journey, like I was telling you about as a child, you know, drawing it in the lines. Right. Um, it was time in my life where I was a troubled teen, you know, and, and, and trying to figure that out and trying to figure what my value was. I was told, hey, you can't make money off art till you die. You know, this is, this is back in the 90s, right? So I'm like, why would I be blessed with something I can't monetize, right? So it, I didn't understand the value of it. So I would tell these, these, this story of just me as a young man growing up and, and an African-American man and, and all the different, you know, triumphs, struggles, and just bring it to the, 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 the climax of this is why I'm an artist. The, this is why I have the purpose of being an artist. These life lessons, this artistic ability are one. Then you show the side of success of an artist. I like that. I think that's a great way of putting it. And then it also will show people more about the history of, of your upbringing and the experiences that you have. Yes. But you know, the funny part is like if someone decides they want to like go to the back and just read the end, then they're going to find your artwork anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. You know, that's cool. They want to do that. But, you know, um, I, you know, I've always, I've always had this belief, like if you have 10 people, right. That pick up the book. If we can get one person to read the book front to back, and it changes them lives or inspires them a certain way, they're going to pass that on. And then we get that other one person out of the other 10, right? And then we can switch um, the narrative and, 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 and show people, hey, every person you see there, they have a story. Like, and, and, and at the end of the day, people just want to be heard, right? People want, I've learned that over time. Like people come to me, hey, I love your art, you know, but I, I always take it off of me and, and, and I want to know more about the individual I'm talking to. And um, that's something I, you know, um, I practiced because I used to know I didn't never want to be a person that just talk about my successes, right? I want to know what other people have. I want to listen. I want to understand your journey. And I remember I did that one time and this gentleman, um, after we finished having a conversation, he said to me, Tyson, I just want to thank you for taking your time just to have a conversation with me. And that made me feel like, wow, that's what it is. That's what it's about. You know, he already knew about my art, but the t I took the time to hear him and hear his life and, hit, and, and what he had going on. So I just think that's, we, like I said, I don't want to go too far off from the uh, major point. But like I said, if we get one, one individual to read the book from front to back, we're doing our job. 100%. You're doing the work. And I yes. like to always use words and make acronyms from words. And if you think of the word art... You know, you mm -hmm. have to be authentic as an artist. You know, that's a huge component mm -hmm. of art and just being successful. The art can represent yes. being resilient, being able to bounce back when you mm -hmm. have, you know, maybe someone who doesn't admire it or does not respect what you're doing. 
And I think the T mm-hmm. can represent being thankful, like being mm. thankful that you have been given this, not only this blessing to be able to inspire, but that you're still doing it. Like, you know, there are a lot of people when we think of artists, yes. music artists, which I've interviewed many on this show, and you wouldn't imagine mm-hmm. how many wanted to give up even before COVID or they've had years of success yeah. and they're like, but no one's buying the music. And I say, you know what? All it takes is that you're doing something out the kindness of your heart for you first before others. And the right mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. want to hear it and who need to hear it will hear it. And that still relates to your work. Like when you had that absolute square, I mean, that was probably a big dream of yours to, to definitely have that attention for someone to notice it. But that wasn't the reason why you did it. And I feel like when people remember that they're living in their intentions and they're actually making their purpose through the pain, they're finding ways to still mm-hmm. be able to connect. That's when you feel like, oh, wow, I've actually been able to bless someone with something that maybe was a hard thing for me to do or accomplish but that person has gained so much insight from just being in my presence or seeing something I've done and I feel Mm. like that's the the important that's why that guy was able to have that conversation with you because he felt something he wasn't just seeing you he was feeling you which I think is important Mm. that's right perfectly said man (laughs) perfectly said I agree 100 percent (laughs) <laughs> See, I'm gonna charge you for this later. You're gonna get you're gonna get charged for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, how do you balance your work life and your personal life? I know this can be really hard for many people, especially in the field that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, it's it's a it's a delicate balance. Um, I'm able to do it because I I, I just, what I do is like I work. I get up in the morning and I do my work. Like I'm a, I'm a day artist. Like I'm not like one of these like night owl artists. Like I'm a day artist. So I'll get up early. I'll get up like, like four or five and I'm working. So then I'm, I've got, I'm getting, I get, I'm getting that creativity out of me. And then if I got to do any paperwork, I do the paperwork. And then my personal life is just my, so most times I'm probably done uh, with all my stuff. Like kind of like, you know, like a regular job, you know, I kind of, I kind of time it that way. Now, I can't be that way all the time because obviously I go to events and do different things, but you know, it's just a real delicate balance and I was able to find it, you know, um, and it, and it, and sometimes it can get a little difficult, but for them, I'll say out of 12 months, nine and a half of them are just, you know, pretty, pretty balanced, you know, every once in a while, if I got to go to New York or LA or whatever I have to do it, then it's a little bit different, uh, a little bit unbalanced, but it's still a part of the craft. So my personal life is, I'm able to juggle it. I'm able to juggle it in, in, a, in, a, in a decent way. So, yeah. No complaints. I love to hear <laughs> no complaints. Uh, that's always the best thing to hear because, to be honest, that can be the hardest thing when you are, like you said, mm-hmm. going from different time zones, different experiences. You know, it can be difficult mm-hmm. to make time for yourself first, but even to make time for other people who you really care about. Yes. And so, yes. I think that that's just a great thing to hear. I love to hear that. But speaking of making time, I know that you started mm-hmm. your own scholarship fund for art students. Can yeah. you tell us about the mm-hmm. name of it and the purpose behind it and the importance of paying it forward to our younger generation? Okay, so I started the Tyson Knight Scholarship Fund um, in 2021. Um, 2021, 2020 is when I came because I had you know, so much time on my hands during the pandemic right um and it it started i can't even take real credit for it because uh, a friend of mine was the one that actually like planted the seed 
people in my mind and in my heart. I'm always a given person. So I was, I would get all these, like uh, people would donate like all these different art supplies to me. Right. So in my studio, I would have like, you know, like, you know, all types of paints and canvases and sketchbooks. And so what I would do is like, I would go to the, the schools that I do, I do the mentoring or the kids that I, 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 I teach art to. And I was just giving this stuff away. Like I now do like prizes, like we'll do like, uh, I'll ask some different questions about different artists and you win, you know, a canvas or something like that. Right? So a friend of mine was like, hey, you know what? You, you get a lot of different donations and stuff. You should start your own scholarship fund. And I said, hmm, that sounds like a, you know, a good idea. So I did my research, uh, talked to my accountant, and uh, we set up the uh, set up the five hundred one c three, and we launched it. And you know, um, at first I wasn't asking for donations. I still have never really asked for donations. Most people just uh, want to just be a part of it and donate. So we've been able to amass um, a few thousand dollars. So we're going to start giving out um, the scholarship fund into this year to uh, different students that. Uh, they go into my website and you can go into the scholarship section of my website and you can submit your uh, to be um, a recipient of the Tyson Knight Scholarship Fund. So it's really cool, man. And I'll take 10% of my earnings as well. So that's that was the real uh, way I started the, the scholarship. Um, we're giving away different you know, materials and art, art supplies. I would take 10% of my earnings and, and, and put it into the scholarship fund too, to, you know, to make sure that um, it gets up and running. So yeah, so it's been, it's been really cool, man. And, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's, I'll say like, it's probably one of the climaxes of my career and like one of the important aspects of, okay, this is a way to give back as well. Um, and, um, I think it's really cool, man. I just hope, and I pray, and I, and I think we'll be blessed enough that this thing will really, really take off here, man. And we'll be able to like touch kids and students from around the world. That's my whole goal on that is to touch, give out scholarships to kids all around the world. So, well, I, I always believe in speaking it out there and then it, it can manifest in other ways. And I feel like just you having that vision with, the, of course, a friend kind of planting the seed, but you're the one who's pruned it and cultivated mm -hmm. it to where it is. And mm -hmm. so I feel like sometimes we need that nudge for someone to kind of tell us, you know, hey, this might be a really good idea. And then you actually do the mm -hmm. groundwork to make sure that people will be able to hear and see this years down the line. And this will continue to be hopefully a big event that people can donate, not only supplies, but their time for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing, man. It's, you know, it's amazing. And, and the reaction I get when people know I have a scholarship fund is like, really? <laughs> so it's incredible, man. Like it's, 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 it's incredible feeling that that seed was planted. And like you said, that, you know, I had the wisdom and understanding to, um, act on it you know i had to you know i had to act on it and, and really manifest it and get it into the uh universe so yeah yeah cool stuff man it is cool you know what else is cool <laughs> the year 2022 which i know for a lot of people has been some great experiences i know some people have had a lot of tragedy and there's been a lot that we've seen of course that's been going over the last couple of years if you could describe the year 2022 in one word what word would you use and the second part of that is, did you have, a, let's say, a New Year's goal or resolution for the year 2023? Um, I must say 2022 was a year of abundance, right? Um, now, I don't usually make resolutions. Um, I try to 
just keep just always stay in my you know in, in in that positive vibration that I'm in and just continue it forward in the new year and just say hey okay if it was any if I had any type of resolution be like okay we're going to double up or triple up um, on what we're doing um, we're going to put more creativity in the world we're going to challenge ourselves I'm going to challenge myself right I'm going to challenge myself to create even better artwork in my mind right some people might think oh it's already good you know but in my mind i'm always you know challenging myself because you never stop learning so if i had to say anything i would say 2022 was a year of abundance because i learned so much about myself and just um uh, creativity and 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 my personal life and just all these things man that just really pushed me into 2023 with just limitless um, abilities to just double up and triple up on on, on on what I'm doing with my team and myself. And I'm just really excited about what's coming this year and the years after that. So yeah, that's where I'm at, man. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love the word abundance. I mean, when I think of 2022 for myself, I use the word gratefulness because I feel like mm. a lot of people forget to be grateful. They'll say I'm proud of myself and I always tell people to mm. change being proud of yourself to being grateful um mm, i like that I and like so that I, thank you i always like to tell people let other people be proud of you and let you be grateful for your experiences i feel like that's when, right when we can actually start learning how to find gratitude in our day-to-day -day living then it helps to build genuine and forge genuine relationships and so i would say for 2023 for me i don't really go into new year's resolutions i do what's called um, yeah. subordinate and superordinate goals, which are your short-term and your long-term mm. goals. And so a short-term goal for me was to have people like you on my show um, who I think are doing great things, not only for themselves, but for other people in the community, which is what I'm trying to do more this, this year with guests is to have different types of guests who can share their experiences from a different purview. And so I'm glad that you're one, first of all, my first guest in nine, but just that I, nice. I hope I will have some more people who really have the same purpose. And my long-term goal is still to talk to some of those bigger name artists and people around the world. And the reason I want to do that mm -hmm. is because I want to prove to them that they need to get to the point of humbling themselves. I think a lot of times when you get really big and you see the Hollywood stars, mm -hmm. people kind of forget mm -hmm. where they came from. And so yeah. I'm hoping one day I can talk to someone who's really, really huge and then just not only do that mm -hmm. for the sake of the listeners to say, hey, I, I got a glimpse into their life, but I want to ask them the hard-hitting mm -hmm. questions that people are not asking and be yeah. able to hopefully get them to understand, hey, you know what? We all have a past. We have experiences, but we also need to remember where we've come from and not to allow you know, fame or success to, to take over what we really need to find within ourselves. And so that's one long-term goal is respectfully, I want to put them in the hot seat and just kind of see how they would handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already put it out there universe, so it will manifest. It, it's going to manifest. I don't know how long they're going to be on that call, but I'm definitely going to have them on the seat. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love this show because like I always tell people, it's more of a lighthearted, fun questions and people get to know each other. And it's always about love and respect. So, you know, I think you can respectfully, you know, ask people things and still be able to have love behind those questions. Of course. Um, but speaking of respect and love and finding ourselves, um, can you tell me if you could give your younger self one piece of advice 
what would you say to young Tyson? You know what I would say to young Tyson? Take your time, man. Calm down. Take your time. Don't rush. You know, um, life, let life happen, man, and, and learn and gain, and gain wisdom. Just take your time. Slow down, young man. It's not, it's no reason to be in a hurry. <laughs> That's what I would tell yeah, when you get older, Tyson, when we get older, it's like, man, I wish I can go back to that. <laughs> exactly. For sure. So that's what I would tell myself. Take your time. All right. Take our time. That's so, it. Tyson, the last two questions I have for you before you leave. Um, can you tell our listeners where can they find you online? And can you also tell us what's next for you? If there's anything that's new that's coming up, we need to be aware of. Uh, you guys can find me on uh, TysonKnight.com. That's T-Y-S-E-N-K-N-I-G-H-T.com. You can find me across all social media platforms at TysonKnight, T-Y-S-E-N-K-N-I-G-H-T, excuse me. Um, I have a few things coming up. I have a uh, show in L.A. Uh, coming up on the... Uh, the 19th of uh, February, I have a, a Black History event coming up as well. Uh, here with Palm Springs. Um, it's going to be really cool. Event. It's called the uh, Black Essence um, Brilliance Art Exhibit. So I have two other artists that's going to be a part of that. Uh, and then in, I have something also, February is a really busy month. I also have something at the uh, Palm Springs Art Museum where we're going to be honoring uh, a gentleman named Lawrence Crosby. So David of Palm Springs was one of the, uh, was one of the first Black um, African-American men here to um, invest in real estate and built one of the country club golf course courses out here. So I'm um, doing something with them at the Palm Springs Art Museum. And then in um, March, I'll be, the end of March, uh, going into April, I'll be in New York for the Art Expo New York City. So Got a few things coming up, man. You know, I'm blessed. I got a few things coming up. And anybody, you can find all this on my social media and my website. So all this information, I'm saying if it's it's a lot to take in right now, because <laughs> I know it's a lot, I'm saying a lot. Um, but you can find all this on my actual website, on my social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, and what have you. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just ex- excited um, and for you guys, if y'all missed anything a little a second ago, please check it out on his website. And then also please follow him on Instagram and please support local artists in your cities. Um, I just believe that it relates to any form of art. If it's a poet, if it's a dancer, if it's a singer, if it's a, you know someone who is doing great things in the community, please support our local artists um, because I think that they need to to have a, a spotlight on what's going on in their lives, and we have to be able to support them through this journey. So just take it one day at a time, Tyson. I'm just very grateful that you decided to be on this show, and I would love to have you back. I have two other podcasts, but one that I think you would do really well on is called Embracing Your Love Marks. It's one of the co-hosts with um, Dorian Lake, who's a guest who I had on Black Canvas. Nice. So I will definitely have you back, hopefully later this year. Nice. Yeah. We can kind of have you and kind of talk about some fun stuff and and we can learn more about your history as you know growing up and I hopefully can can continue to help you to push your not only your agenda, which I know is to show positivity and love, you know, and support in the communities, 
but to hopefully shed a light if someone misses this interview they'll be able to hopefully find you there as well nice thank you Jarrell and uh you know uh thank you Black Canvas too man you guys you know you're doing a great job over there man and um yeah, this was a, a beautiful interview man very thoughtful and um inspiring so I appreciate it man you know you, know, you taking the time to reach out and wanting to do the interview you know so it's really cool man absolutely oh no no problem at all so we end with my tagline which is let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our well tyson like i said it's so much fun i hope you have a great rest of your night and we'll talk soon absolutely man be well and 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 be blessed <laughs> all right okay all right and my brother don't forget my um the money you owe me <laughs> <laughs> the check will be in the mail <laughs> see tyson playing you guys because he don't have my address so that's why he's trying to play that game but we're gonna get him on embracing your love marks you guys we're gonna get that, we're gonna get that double and triple when he gets that extra cash we're gonna get that back in money <laughs> absolutely absolutely got to get paid out here man Lord of mercy. <laughs> all right tyson i'll talk right, with man. you soon all right man Peace. Bye. Bye-bye.